0: Ready to record, Molly?
1: Wait, what's wrong? I don't know. My podcast feed is just so boring and predictable. It's like everything feels so scripted.
0: Don't worry, little friend. Just download the Weisenheimer podcast and kiss that boring, scripted podcast goodbye.
1: Oh, I've heard of Weisenheimer. They're a long-form improv comedy troupe based in the Quad Cities, right?
0: Yep. And each week, Weisenheimer creates an improvised comedy show. Each episode is full of great comedy and is based on audience suggestions or random words. And that means... It's
1: totally spontaneous? Yes. Just like our
0: conversations.
1: The one we just had, about the Wise and podcast. Yes. Hey guys, we're Ramones of the Day and this is Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio?
0: One, two, three, four. Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. Hi, I'm Philip.
1: Hey, I'm Molly.
0: And with us today is Bob Ladowig. That, yep, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> what a setup. <laughs> Hi, Bob. Did you, hear the, did you hear those cheers? Did you, did yeah. you hear those cheers? I yeah, did. Yeah. They were yeah. loud. They Stadium. were loud, and thank you very much for coming. Yeah, thank First you of so all, much. Uh, huge fans. Um, no, no. Uh, we we know each other for a while, um, and we've had you. Uh, we're bringing you in here today today to talk about. Do you remember rock and roll radio, man? Yeah. Man. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: we're at, we're asking Bob to be on the program because he is a a music. Expert? I mean, would you yeah. call yourself an expert? Mm. You just love How music? do you self-identify
0: yeah. yourself? I mean, I don't want to put stuff on What's, like, a, what's but, on your yeah. LinkedIn? <laughs> Man, music expert, actually. as a matter of fact. on your LinkedIn. No,
1: but I mean, I've known you for a long... We've probably known... I mean, we've all known each other for probably 15 sure. years. And At ever least, since Jesus. I've known you, mm-hmm. you've always been really into music and mm-hmm. a, a huge fan of all kinds of music.
2: For sure, yeah. Uh, That's mainly it, just music fan. I wouldn't say expert in any specific... Thing about music I just love all sorts of music perfect um, <laughs> like, no no, no. <laughs> but, but you've like uh, you've written um, reviews. reviews yes and, there was a website called Lost at Sea back in the late 90s to, through early 2000s that I wrote hundreds of reviews for <laughs> and then worked wow. with uh, Anfinson's thing at uh, Trip Tripwire or, yeah yeah, yeah for years yeah. doing that so yeah. yeah did a lot of so stuff so in there
1: so you are a professional music critic
0: <laughs>
2: professional yes.
0: expert music critic Sh- I mean seriously you LinkedIn. get paid to yeah, talk true.
1: about music that's the professional correct yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: alright mm-hmm. cool Very well cool. then you check out <laughs> all right um yeah.
1: also i mean i wanted to talk about the ramones a little bit and just before we get started why at, you
2: know, here <laughs> do no you problem. bob
1: about you know what is your experience with the ramones or how are you coming at the ramones oh
2: yeah yeah uh great i have i have never seen the ramones live
1: Ooh. okay I've
2: never done that uh i was curious. i only saw
1: them once
2: yeah i've seen them zero
1: and Phillip has seen them zero. Right. So, so we have
2: that in common. There we go. This one. We got one up on us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a professional or anything. <laughs> you know? She's a professional concert goer. <laughs> but uh, my, uh, my uh, I guess, history with the Ramones specifically starts in high school. I was probably, I moved to Chicago from Utah and was a skateboarder and loved all skateboarding music. Lots of punk rock there. But then, uh, <laughs> but, but I always thought, mm-hmm. like, you know, the famous, this was, you know, in the 90s, you know, the famous Ramon songs, I wasn't alive when they were out, you know, right. when they first came out, but you know of them, so I thought, I always thought of them as sort of like, they're radio friendly. I didn't no, know radio. a lot uh-huh. about them, but like because they had Blitzkrieg Bop and whatever else playing sure. on the radio. Sure. The, the Spectre like,
1: album is playing on the radio. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. all the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you just well, figure that. But then yeah. I bought, I got the a cassette of the their self titled debut, and it was just like this is different. I mean, they all sound <laughs> the same, but they it's so awesome. Yeah, and it was just at the so right loud. time, like 14 maybe. Oh, that's a good. It. That's a good.
0: How
1: are you? You, you were much older. When
2: I actually got into them, yeah, I was in, was in my, my 20s. first time you heard them.
0: Oh, I can't... I don't know.
1: Because, I mean, I I want to say I was probably like 16, I mean, 14.
0: Uh, I would say three. it's probably about 14 when I okay. when I heard them. But yeah, it, but the same with them. you, yeah. less... I, I definitely didn't buy anything at that age. But, mm-hmm. but more just like, oh, yeah, those guys. Yeah. So then you're... when they showed up on MTV or something, I was like, oh, yeah.
2: Right. That's... Uh, isn't it for... Uh, Blitz, the slow motion video where everyone's moving, they're moving in slow motion, but everyone else is moving in fast uh, it's, motion. It's I Want to Be Sedated. I, I Want to Be Sedated. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That, that, that <laughs> that but like, I remember seeing that video and just uh, thinking of them in a certain way of like they were a popular band already. And right. For me in high school, I was such like a, I just like underground punk rock. Yeah. But then I got that, and I'm like, holy cow. And the song... Uh, Beat on the Brat was my first favorite Ramon song from that album. Sure. I was like, "Holy cow, this is just so good and simple, okay. so simple." But I, yeah, just Neat. immediately fell in love with it. You
1: can it. find our review of Beat on the Brat. <laughs> the well, like. I really I... enjoy plugging ourselves <laughs> yeah, during the show.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let me. Well, I want yes. to get some stats out because yeah. we have a specific song to cover yes, as part of this insane project. Uh, we are dealing with End of the Centuries. Do you remember Rock and Roll Radio? This is from 1980. Uh, I didn't find any confirmation on exactly who wrote it, quote unquote, but mm-hmm. the lyrics are Dee Dee's. Um, okay, yeah, uh, and I always get Dee the lyrics are DDs. The lyrics are Dee's.
1: That's actually really interesting to me.
0: Yeah, um, and uh, do I gave, you find
1: that surprising or no? That this is D's Dee lyrics.
0: I find it sort of surprising, uh, only that it. It kind of holds together, um, right. but but it is sort of like nostalgic for another time. And he strikes me the more we get into this, I can sort of see that kind of thing. So, okay. I don't know. Nothing nothing is surprising me anymore with him. Sure. <laughs> right. No, um, he's,
1: he's, he's so multi talented and like he. And
2: prolific. It's more so just like prolific, I just keep yeah. putting this stuff out. Sorry yeah. yeah. About to talk about something. So yeah. odd, but like to to, like the little information I know specifically about Didi, like I wouldn't imagine him to have this much knowledge about uh like past rock and roll stars let me get a couple things out and then we'll talk about that uh Uh,
0: but i gave this a song category of political with party i picked political because the whole idea of like we need change we need it fast i don't mean necessarily political Mm -hmm. like go out and vote but more the whole sort of aspect of disco's taken over corporate rock's taken over we need to yeah
1: business right
0: yeah Mm -hmm. um it this, tracks. Right. It tracks. <laughs> uh, this song was played 544 times by the band. Okay. Uh, that is 11th all time. That's that a, a
1: quarter of their shows. That's a lot mm-hmm. of a songs. Lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was released as a single from the album. There is also a video. I don't know if you guys have watched the video with oh, them sure. hitting the TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's pretty good. Yeah, I have some notes <laughs> on that. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> what are your notes? You can go right into it. No, no, no. Because the no. rest is, no, the rest on, is like, well, uh, now I have the list of shout-outs, which is kind of talking about the lyrics. Uh, of yeah, well, night. the lyrics, yeah. Uh, it's uh, Hullabaloo is a radio show. Hmm. Uh, Upbeat was a radio show. Shindig, a radio show. <laughs> um, and uh, just going back to what you are saying about him, about Dee like, Coming up with this sort of thing that was sort of, like, I mean, it's a sort of classic story. But he listened to the radio a ton, and that was yeah. like his his only friend for. So a those long are like time. the the big hit radio shows back in the yes. day. Yes, huh. right. Um, and same with Murray the K as uh, an old rock DJ who referred to himself as the fifth Beatle uh, because he was one of the first American DJs to play. The Beatles. Okay. So he was a ground. I refer to myself as a fifth
1: Beatle. Oh, well, yeah. You have yeah.
0: a lot in common with Murray the K. <laughs> yeah. I feel like anybody can refer to themselves as a Also, the uh, I didn't look it up what the K is. Murray the Murray K. Murray the K. The no, I didn't. Murray the Kangaroo. Murray <laughs> the... killer. Kite Flyer. Murray the, Murray the Killer would be better than Millie the K. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Alan Freed uh, was a DJ who supposedly introduced the phrase rock and roll. He's okay. the one who sort of coined it on the air.
1: Okay, did not know that. Interesting.
0: Uh, Ed Sullivan, we all know as that, uh, that weirdo. That <laughs> uh, uh, famous host. He hosted
1: a radio show on the TV. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and the guys. That's right. That's who he is. Um, Mr. I, Voice. <laughs>
0: I, also, <laughs> I also wrote down, I couldn't find anything really about it, but he says high energy. So I wrote down, I think it's just the idea of high energy because it rhymed. Yeah, probably okay. that. By that yeah. point, mm-hmm. sure. Well, rock and roll was pretty high energy. Back yeah, then. Well, give it. To but me I was pretty. surprised to find out that like upbeat was a show. Yeah. So I'm like oh, is high energy a show? And I didn't find. Uh, the, I'm,
1: I'm uh, not getting any results. High energy results inconclusive in my right. cross reference. He was here, so
2: probably yeah. talking about that uh, that energy drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also
0: mentions Jerry Lee Lewis, John Lennon, T Rex, and a guy who I always thought they were saying the Animals too but it's Ol' Multi? Ol' Multi. Did you look up things about Ol' Multi?
1: No, I didn't. I just have the reference.
0: Yeah. Uh, Victor Multi Molten, drummer of the Barbarians... Uh, he was famous because he had a hook for a hand. And a drummer. Oh, and a that drummer. is So cool. Eat that, that is... Deaf Leopard. Right? I know. Right? Come and on. that happened before Deaf Leopard, so you know Wait. somebody should have suggested was like, you know. Wow. <laughs> right. There's
1: like a like an uh, adult swim show there, like waiting to happen. Like the drummers uh, with, yeah, like, yeah, all these weirdo drummers.
2: Just weirdo like, drummers. <laughs>
1: yeah, that'd be amazing. This guy doesn't have any legs. Not
0: that that guy's dead. That <laughs> names are weird. Hey that bottom. <Yeah>. <laughs> uh that's that's
2: the list of shout outs that I okay, got from that. It right. so covers awesome. a lot of groups. Yeah, all in one in one song.
0: It's pretty incredible yeah. to cover that. It's just a laundry list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that kinda helps the song in a bit.
2: Definitely. There's a... Well, the
1: song is basically I think making a case for the Ramones.
2: Okay, go ahead.
1: Well, it's a song that's saying, hey, whatever happened to this good old time rock and roll as they make this good old time rock and roll song. And this is a song that really goes against what the Ramones are doing. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot of Phil Spector because it's his producing, Mm -hmm. but... It does have like all these sounds in it, all these rich sounds that they usually don't have, Mm -hmm. including a saxophone and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Saxophone leads to that. They're not known for their sax riffs. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I love all those sax riffs. Uh,
0: That saxophone, by the way, Steve Douglas. Uh, who was like a big Phil Spector guy. He's on a bunch of Beach Boys things when they hooked up there. And he is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for a sex fun. Oh, wow. great. So well, he's,
1: if you're going to have a guy, yeah. I guess that's you, the you, you start
0: with Steve. But what I was going to say
1: is that um, this song is like so meta, you know, because first mm. of all, it's saying, remember this time in rock and roll, and rock and roll is kind of dying. and we got to get back to this place in rock and roll. We're that band to bring back this rock and roll. And then they make this video where they're essentially like watching themselves play rock and roll sure. as if they are as if they are the epitome of this good rock and roll mm-hmm. okay so that's super meta <laughs> and i just think i mean I, I just really started thinking about this song in general because it is it's it's not just referential to rock and roll but it's referential to themselves mm-hmm. in the song and so sure. it's almost like and and this is where i started to like really love on the ramones that they are i mean name another band that is as meta as the Ramones are, about themselves. And in, this is the comparison that I'm going to make. And you can quote me it. on this. Uh-huh. The Ramones are to music to what Tim and Eric are to comedy in their meta.
0: Wow. Hmm. That's a big swing. Hmm.
1: You know, I mean, think about it. Like, up until this time, rock and roll is so... I mean, I'm not saying it's by the book, but... I see what you they, mean. They're yeah, taking it's... a lot of risks, and they're really turning the like lens in on themselves and on what's going on, and... I don't know. I think but here's... That's part of their Bob, narrative.
2: rebuttal? Here's yeah. what I think about that. I think maybe they are they are viewing what they want to be, maybe not what mm. they actually were at the time. They really... I, I know they wanted to be more uh They, want to they wanted to be top 40 hit? Totally. And they weren't able to do that. So I think that's the reason for asking Phil Spector to step in here, because mm-hmm. he had done it, what, 20 years before? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Up to... Yeah. Yeah. Twenty twenty five years before, uh, but like to try to to do something different with their sound to be mm-hmm. maybe I don't know if they originally thought they wanted to be that band, but then like, after making a few albums, they're like, hey, this is we got bigger goals. Let's step it up to that. Let's do what mm. what they did back then. Just a guess. I don't know. No, that's, that's always not felt.
0: far. I don't think that's far from it. Although yeah. I do think there was more pressure from their label to sure. do it too, because sure. sure. after I was I was I was reading a couple books. And there was one talking about We've how read a few books, We've read books. a couple of books. I was reading, <laughs> I was reading. Ship down. No, what um, are you reading now? Because no, of, I, yeah, I, I, this part of this was mentioned in in Johnny's book Commando. Um,
1: Johnny Ramone wrote an autobiography yeah, called Johnny Commando. Ramone. For those who want to find it, you can find it at the library. Yeah,
0: if you don't want to spend money. <laughs> this but you, guy you should if you who, like your modes you
1: should buy the book it's a really actually kind of a beautiful book um
0: it is very nice it is very cool. cool but anyway but the the point is that he uh like after after the third and fourth album weren't big hits they did get a lot of pressure to be like okay let's bring in like mm-hmm. a big gun guy to because i guess everybody just sort of believes in them and they can't figure out it seems like that's the thing is no one can ever figure out why they weren't bigger mm-hmm. and then and no try as they might well, i actually i, mean, I, I didn't
1: think that, i think are a lot of theories on why they weren't bigger and one of them is definitely that the sex pistols and this like punk wave came along and kind of turned everybody off you know mainstream america like think Mm -hmm. about it it's the 70s you know punk isn't cool yet guys right and here comes you know a european wave of punk rockers that are like they're they're super aggressive they're spitting on people they're hurting each other Mm -hmm. as part of their culture and they're going to say a million times that they think that that's one of the reasons why they weren't getting played. Mm-hmm. And you, because and everybody you, saw them as part of that, as as the leaders of that movement. For sure.
2: And you look at them, the way they look, yeah. it looks like they would do that. Yeah. Like they totally. would sure. just be total totally. dickheads to everybody, but totally. they just wanted to rock yeah, out. Yeah, and there's
1: this moment, I think I think it's in the Melnick book, that hmm. uh, CJ's talking about how when he first joins the band, that everybody's spitting on them while they're playing, and it's horrible, and he like takes off his shirt, and he takes off his jacket, and mm-hmm. Johnny gets mad at him and says... No matter what they throw at you, what they spit, you keep on the uniform. You do not take it off until you get off stage. Oh, like, whoa, that's so intense. Totally. I'll double
0: into that, so which is uh, in Johnny's book, he talks about how they hate getting spit on. Oh, I'm sure it's and disgusting. They by hate the way. it. A lot of people P.S. love it. A lot of people love it. <laughs> I mean, but also, like,
2: you probably
1: like it if you're in a punk band, you're like a 22 year old dude in a punk band, sure. and you think it's cool. But the Ramones have been, I mean, they like started it, and mm-hmm. then these other guys younger than them come along and invent this part of it, and yeah. now they have to deal with that. Right. They don't think that's cool. Totally. They, they, I mean, totally. Joey Ramone isn't sitting up there like, come on, should He's yeah. like, This is yeah. cool.
0: no, not at all. And they would sick, yeah. they would basically sick their, uh, their guards on them. Yeah. If they Good. if they, they could see who they were, yeah. yeah. Like he yeah. cracked Thank people God. in the head with his oh, guitar. Wow. I mean, just stop spitting. Yeah, there they was a. Really uh, didn't like I mean,
1: seriously, it's disgusting. A and not
0: not for nothing, but he also, if they spit on anybody in the band, he would do it. Great, which Absolutely. was like kind of the nice thing. Yeah, the night, the night, almost yeah. the nicest thing he did was they attacked his <laughs> What were we gonna say?
2: Uh, there was a punk band in Chicago that I would go see all the time, and the audience would always throw pennies at the lead singer. And the lead singer wore glasses, and you could see glass oh, like like pennies being thrown, and that was just part of their thing. If the audience just knew to do it. Like it's not huge audiences by any means. It was like in local VFW halls. Around yeah, but Chicago. is he like mm-hmm.
1: encouraging them, or he's just it's not just, saying
2: no? Right, I don't remember the whole reason for it, Ugh, but man. it just started, it's and a then hard racket. for like a year, like at their shows, they would get pennies thrown at. Them. I was just watching the worst. Oh, I'm gonna blow it. But what it's band the... was that? Oblivion.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say, Pennywise? No. Yeah. No, that would make <laughs> sense. So kind of. But yeah.
0: A band of Oblivion. Uh, I was just watching the documentary um, about the DC punk bands. And mm-hmm. they were talking about how like, basically the mosh pit like developed for them. Or just they didn't. It kind of just got it out just of control. Happened. Yeah. And it was just uh, weird how those things like it sort of attracts a type of person who's sure. just like, oh, yeah, this is the place where you fight, right? And, <laughs> and they you're just like, go. oh, no, right. Yeah. Yeah. We, they don't get told no until it's like, oh, then that's
2: apparently what Everybody's happens. real hurt. Yeah. Is that just all the Discord bands, the DC yeah, stuff? Yeah, like, right, like, a lot yeah. of those. Yeah. Um. So, Bob, when we... Mm-hmm. Uh, so...
0: Back to this. Back <laughs> to, <laughs> to the <this>. <laughs> well, important I did, stuff. Well, I did want to say that because uh, when I approached you to be on the show and i asked what song would you want to cover this was the song you picked mm-hmm. what's, Definitely. what's up with you
2: i mean this is my it's got to be top three top five top three ramon songs just okay. from it's a
1: great song uh,
2: to kick off this album in particular yeah like, it's this is a the great song best way and to kick
1: it's off. a song of an album that a lot of them say they didn't even really like you right. know, it's, mm-hmm. it's basically like Joey's solo album, but this mm-hmm. song is so Ramones. Mm-hmm. It's about the Ramones, you know, it's like meta about the Ramones mm-hmm. being the Ramones. It's like, it's so great. And this
2: is such a classic, like, rock and roll tune for 1980, for 1950. Like, yeah. Just yeah. Like, like, <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah, that's true. Like, I
1: think this song is going gonna, is gonna to live a long time. Definitely. You know, this song is not going to get old for a
2: while. I introed a lot of mixtapes with this particular <laughs> really? song. Really? Like, yeah, it's so good to awesome. start kick something off with. Yeah, that's, that full oh, Rich that's specter true. sound. Mm-hmm. I remember
0: uh, the first time I heard it was on Ramon's Mania mm-hmm. and and it's like number three. Yeah, it's the third it's, one and you're like, whoa! <laughs> yeah. And it's weird to like go through their catalog with that so early mm-hmm. because what we're saying is like there's a bunch of horns and it almost sets a precedent and i are like, where, are there going to be more yeah. horns? Yeah, yeah. Where's, <laughs> Where's that saxophone player? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did he quit the band after this? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he was doing too many drugs for Johnny. <laughs> um, I, th- I thought, uh, so Blitzkrieg Bob is sort of inspired by the Bay City Rollers, S-A-T-U-R-D-U-A night. Mm-hmm. This song is totally... It has that same... It is
2: exactly that totally. Yeah. It's mm-hmm.
0: the first album that they, in a while, that they went in totally cold, like they didn't have an album's worth of in. material going in. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, I just like to imagine them going in with like, so... Ooh, last time. Yeah, what worked? What worked? Oh, you know what worked?
2: <laughs> that Saturday Night song. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what anthem. do you well, yeah. <laughs> do anthems. Rock anthems.
2: Yeah. Also to use, and w- what year did Saturday Night come out?
0: Oh, I don't know. That was, like had 72, to be maybe? Ten, 10
2: years before that, right. maybe? Something. So that I'm sure they were looking, not sure, but it seems like no, they you're were sure. thinking about <laughs> like more classic-y type rock and roll. Right. Working with Phil Spector, like... Who Knows what he's gonna 1974. do 1974, so six oh, years I before, that far. yeah, huh, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I just it just hit me so apparent, even in the just the rock
2: game, yeah, rock no, game. that's it the totally same is. exact right, totally yeah, but <laughs> it's
1: same. way better. Than... No, I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, okay. Here's what's great about their moms mm-hmm. they can look at, and and I mean. Again, it's all perspective because brain drain. Let's let's forget about brain drain.
0: But, but, but
1: no, but seriously, like they can just sit in a room and just be like, "Well, what works? We like that anthem that Bay City Rollers did. Let's do our own." And they did, and they nailed it. They knocked it out of the park. And, and a couple times. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna get played forever and ever. Mm-hmm. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: talk about a band that, you know, one one thing that. Um, I'll give Lloyd Alquist a, a shout out here. Oh wow. Um so an improviser. Much yeah, so it's <laughs> been I mean, one thing that he now, would just yeah. talk about when, you know, he would coach us to say, you know, to be a professional, you got to be able to to do the thing that mm. that is um demanded of you, not just to be able to do your own thing, but to do the thing that is demanded of you. And I think what is so great and this is the thing that I keep coming back to about the Ramones is that they do have this range and they are able to do an anthem, a stadium anthem that is this good, mm-hmm. and then also do whatever, yeah. Joey's, like, love right. songs, and then also do Kitsch, and then also, you know? I'm going to
0: jump on that for a second, yeah. because we've thrown around the words anthem a lot. <laughs> and it's funny that, like, in, like, baseball stadiums, they'll play Blitzkrieg Bop and Maybe I Want to Be Sedated, but not this. I'm kind of surprised. But
1: I've heard this song on the radio probably more than any of their other songs. I don't know if I,
0: really? I
2: yeah. want to say yeah. Wow. I I don't know that I have.
0: Uh, I know it's on a commercial. There's like some recent commercial for... I forget what, so I'm not just being... Cool about it, but like okay. it's something about all these things started in a garage. And the song playing is this, which I always thought was ironic because a, it's like the Ramones didn't start in a garage, <laughs> yeah. and, and b, you couldn't ha- you couldn't have picked a less like less- we just played it in the garage. Yeah, song totally. the this is one of the
1: most produced Ramones songs of <laughs> all <laughs> time.
0: Yep. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, totally started in the garage. The, r- with that
1: saxophone there. rich <laughs> symphony of
0: noise. <laughs> We crammed everybody in the garage yeah. and re- pressed record on our tape deck. <laughs> we, and here all it those is. Cellos. Remember that marching band we knew that came by? Oh man!
2: Uh, I love all of the stories about this whole album, about mm-hmm. uh, uh, about uh, just the the recording of it and how you know no none of them enjoyed it, which is so <laughs> surprising to me. Yeah. Well,
1: Joey supposedly loved it. Okay. And and it is really, I mean. They talk about it a lot. It's kind of like his solo album. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it, like, there's a song on here that they say it was pretty much just Joey and then some studio guys. Yeah. The Ramones did not even play on it. But I, I can see how Joey Ramone would love this experience because sure. he is sure. this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He is, like, a Phil Spector, like, girl crooner. Yeah, yeah, mold. So I could, you know... But everybody... if,
2: if D.D. Dee Dee wrote these lyrics, you would think he would also... Be a Phil Spector, like, super You'd fan. You'd totally. think. Also, D.D.'s but like also a D.D. gutter D. punk. Right, yeah, yeah. D.D. Yeah. Like, released a rap me album. Don't what to do. So yeah, to, like, exactly. did it. It's yeah, like can garbage town. Like, I feel mean,
1: like somebody telling me what to do over and over again, and fuck this guy. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. I said that for Pretty much. much. No. It just happened. We're mm-hmm. way over. Um, I also read that um, this video they gave this video to mtv and at this time in mtv's history they didn't have a lot of videos to play but they still didn't play this video that much because Mm -hmm. they didn't think that the production value was very good because they were getting better production value from videos that were happening in europe huh so that they actually word, didn't word. even play this out. They didn't play this video from the Ramones about rock and roll on MTV I mean, that's that super much.
2: Like, super weird,
1: crazy to me. But it know? makes
2: sense, like for production wise, because MTV was just starting. Totally, and, and I don't remember this video playing a lot because I watched it and go look at it. Like it's, it's okay, it's a video, ago, but 100%. it's
1: like it's not that great. Totally. But also, it just adds the fuel to this fire about mm-hmm. the Ramones and how yeah. they just couldn't catch a freaking break, man. Makes and sense. like MTV only has five videos, and they're like. Eh,
2: not this one. <laughs> Let's play the muggles
0: again. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make a list and I didn't bring it today, but I, I just like listening to the radio and stuff, I heard uh it was like Rebel Yell by Billy Idol. Oh, yeah. And like we got the beat. Man, and and, and bingles, any like Joan yeah. Jett thing, the yeah, that oh, yeah. thing and I'm like, boy, this is so close to Ramon's song. Why didn't it happen? Yeah. And I, I I'm cynical enough to think it is just looks. Yeah, it's like all those people are just more attractive, Pretty. prettier. Uh-huh. They are. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm offending too many people. Right. Like, no, no, no. It's very so no true. Yeah. Billy but, Idol and his worst day. But it's so day. interesting because their
1: style was so good that you would sure. think that it wouldn't matter. But I mean, I don't know. they
2: are in Hollywood, was, baby. Their style was good, but it was is simple. Yeah, it was very simple compared um, to like a leather vest with no shirt under it. Sure. Like, that's that's a different ty- type of style where somebody's like, when I'm big, I'm going to dress like that. <laughs> yeah, there's, something. like,
1: no lead singer that's, like, really hot. Yeah. Um,
2: the uh, I'm I'll all about Joey this is. book report
0: now. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a there's a lot in Johnny's book about picking the style that they wanted something that was not only something that they could do, but something that was uh, replicable. Mm-hmm. So, like, they just that, have kid, totally that they kids could do yeah. and pull off. And then, like, later in the book when they're talking about traveling the world and like going to Japan, he was like, man, the kids from Japan, they nailed it. Like they all had like jeans, shirts, uh jackets. Oh, they looked so good. And you're like, wow. And it's just, it's it's interesting to think of those things and be like almost presetting your audience or like Mm presetting the costuming of it. It'd be like, oh yeah, this is something people can latch onto as opposed to like, I don't know, leather
2: pants. Do you think any other band thought that way? I don't know. No, I I I can't imagine. Well,
1: I feel like there. Most bands are thinking about changing with the times almost, Mm -hmm. and I feel like the Ramones were really adamant about not changing with the times, and that's probably the difference. Mm -hmm. You know, is that a lot of bands are going like, how do we be cool now? Mm -hmm. And the Ramones are like, we don't give a crap about what's cool now. We just want to set our own thing. Right. You know? I mean, Mm. and, And to bring it back to something we were talking about before we even got on air, KISS... Does a cover of this song? Talk about style, Talk about did. style and yeah. cool. There's another band that they that plays guitars. They did guitars and they did not change their look. I mean, there's there's that's not true. Well, oh, that's it?
2: not entirely okay, true. Right. They the went classic... through a whole fa- yeah yeah go for it. They went through a whole phase where they wore no makeup. Oh okay. Like a whole, I think it was mid '80s to '90s. Yeah, or and
0: something. it's and it's as. I mean, like pick up a heavy metal band in the up. in the '80s. Yep. They look like Poison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, they look okay, like okay. all those guys. Yep.
1: Sorry, guys, I, I really don't know. But you
0: are you are partly right in that. Like once they had their look, like the. The, the yeah. look that I mean, nobody thinks of the lick it up era for a Kiss. <laughs> right, right. No. They think of Destroyer. and yeah, they think yeah, of those things. Yeah, so you yeah. think of the makeup, and yeah. yes, that mm-hmm. they absolutely. Yeah, and
1: they're going to mm-hmm. be remembered for it's, the makeup for the
2: rest of. Their right, lives. Yeah. they will be buried with the makeup. So yes. it's, it's so oh, not not, not Kiss, the just the Ramones and Guar. <laughs> they were the only two that didn't change their oh, style. Oh, that's the first
1: time we've brought up Gwar during. <laughs> that's this a problem. project. That yeah. is a problem. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, Yes.
0: Uh, I missed the opportunity for a perfectly good segue, but this is the part where we can name a most valuable Ramon. And I feel like there are some serious. I'm going to give it to.
1: <laughs> and call me crazy on this one crazy.
2: Steve Douglas well I was gonna say the sax player <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. but, um, but I'm gonna
1: give it to Phil Spector on this one okay because as we were talking about before you know like just the layering of the mm-hmm. opening
0: mm-hmm.
1: of this guy yeah. whose name is what's his name again uh, oh
0: no we didn't yeah we didn't write down the guy's name no
1: no we did we did
0: the his, DJ yeah the, the stiffest 25 year old ever so oh, right, the right.
1: opening sounds, the voice, I guess the song, come on, let's rock and roll with Ramones, is a guy named Sean Donahue, a disc jockey who worked at radio stations in San Francisco and San Jose. The intro is meant to elicit the sound of a DJ enthusiastically talking up the sound uh, song at a radio station. So I'm Mm -hmm. I'm getting this from songfacts.com. So you're
0: giving it to Sean Donahue? No.
1: But you're going to feel Even even the layering, because it's not just one opening from Sean Donahue. It's a couple of different I mean we we dissected it before we got on the air. It's like it's like him doing a commercial, it's him introducing the Ramones. it's Mm -hmm. even just the layering of the intro is is kind of great. And it does elicit all these feelings before we even hear before we even hear the drums. And the drums come in, and it's a very simple drum intro. Mm -hmm. Just just that intro just the um the vocal intro and then the drums alone set a, a timbre and an experience mm-hmm. before we even get into the music. And
0: not for nothing, but they also kind of carried that. Not that they did that on every album, but there's other albums that like start with like, you know, some a little intro, intro yeah, mm-hmm. like some sound effects and some some little chitter chatter, and you think like. Up right. to that point, only the, there was only the counting. Yeah, but the sound,
1: the rich, i mean, even just the rich sound of that yeah, voice is—it's it's, it's great. I mean, you, Phil Phil Spector. If if you hate everything that Phil Spector did with these guys on this album, I would say this is probably the song that you like
2: for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I have a quick question about okay. that. Do you think they put on like they recorded it at first, and then they're like, "Uh oh, we need something to lead into this. So why don't we get this DJ <laughs> to set it up and say?" Let's rock and roll with the Ramones mm. so people don't think it's Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that might be like. Oh, I like this song. Wait, this isn't the Way song I'm about. <laughs> I'm not no. Good yes. Yeah, What's the oh, oh,
0: Yeah, the dem <laughs> Yeah, I think they did. I think there was at least somebody who was like, Well, one way to round that. Yeah, this
2: yeah. sounds a lot That's like, different. oh guys, it does. More than the other one. Oh boy. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I agree with like going into like choosing Phil Spector, working with that, not knowing what's gonna happen, not having uh, a, an album's worth of songs, going into the studio with it. This is like the perfect blend of both of those Two powers. I think mm-hmm. this song in particular, the whole album is is a pretty it's a pretty darn good album. But this song really is so great. It
1: solidifies so- them as rock and roll icons.
0: Sure,
2: I mm-hmm. think
1: in in music history, mm-hmm. if they haven't been already.
2: I'm going to need
0: a Most Valuable Ramone from you, sir. From this? Yeah. Steve, it, can, it can be Steve in. Douglas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you Those know saxophones. you, like, how actually, do you you're not wrong. I mean, honestly, you said it as a joke, but that's, no, yeah, I mean, that, that's honestly
2: hilarious. like honestly, that sound, that saxophone is so sound is, is what the and song is. is it's driving the song. Is there
1: another saxophone in any other Ramon song? I
2: wouldn't know. I, don't,
1: I can't a, think of one. That's a question maybe to be answered Very as we little. go through
0: I'm going to mark history for us because I'm giving it to Phil Spector too. Oh. This is the first time we've not named a Ramon wow. It's very telling of this song right? yeah, yeah for sure uh, but uh yeah but uh, I I, mean, and I when it. you said Steve Douglas I thought you were kind of joking but no you're right I no, mean that drives great. the song it that is
2: saxophone great. is the lead of this song uh, aside from the drums kicking it off but like you know no, it's that. it's what you it's what you go mm-hmm. to. So I
0: didn't even bother to ask whether we liked or loved or l- want to leave this song. Oh, come on. Give me a break. Well, I
2: think, <laughs> think
1: Bob Ladwig said it was one of his top three of all time. Yeah. But he might...
0: if Those other... There might be a huge gap. No, <laughs> so not at all. That's why I love that
1: this third one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. No. I guess I like it. It's like Star oh. Trek movies. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, these two are good. Gonna... one of the best songs of all time. For sure.
0: That's it. Okay. Agreed. All right. Well, then we're going to stop at that. Well, thank you very <laughs> much for joining us today. Uh, people can follow Bob on Twitter at First Name Bob. Yeah, it's real difficult, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is. Challenge. It's those three words. Uh, and thank you for joining us today. Uh, please follow us on Twitter. We're at Ramones Podcast. And join us next time when we will be discussing Do You Want to Dance? on Ramones of the Day.